When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. Looks calm. Oh, Robert in front. Harvey gives it away to Burke. Robert and Whiteley. Back towards Jarman. Jarman! Yes! Dan Jarman! Oh, good mark by Cox. Cox throws it onto the left. One last roll of the dice for the Yes, good morning everybody, wherever you're listening around, Tasmania, around the country or on the app. Welcome to the show for Tas Racing. It's no secret, Greyhounds make great pets, foster or adopt a retired greyhound today. GapTas.com.au. Happy grand final day everybody. Great to have you with us. Well, it's a beautiful day. The sun is out. It's going to be bloody hot in Melbourne. And i tell you what, who is hot? I'm standing next to the fill-in here, Brett Jeeves is away with COVID, and I'm right across the road here from former Brisbane Lion, who's got his kit on. He just told me it's a little bit tighter than what it was previously, but good morning to you, Ace Cornelius. G'day, mate. How yeah, are you? I'm great, Flash, and happy grand final day to you, mate. And yeah, the jumper is just a little bit tight, but I uh, squeezed in there today, and I'll see if I can stay in it. Well, you're obviously still extremely passionate about the Lions. you spent several years up there, of course, and um, you'll be cheering for them like uh, no other today by the look of you. Yeah, I was an avid St Kilda fan growing up, and um, yeah, in my time playing at Brisbane, I actually played against the Saints the most, and uh, I've probably jumped around the last couple of years on, on who I go for, but... Uh, yeah, look, they gave me the opportunity to play AFL footy, some passionate lines, man. And, of course, you did play a flag there in the twos, didn't you? Yeah, we played in four flags in the twos. Did you play in four flags? We played in four flags. They had a great period there. We had um, Patrick Carnesis and Jack Crisp. Um, yes. Big Billy Longer and a few other guys that uh, have gone on. I think Sam Doherty may have played in one or two of those as well, so... Those guys were in uh, the twos at Brisbane and then lucky enough to play in a night premiership as well. So, Did, yeah. did, did they celebrate those two flag, two flags still? They they haven't. No, we should have had a reunion, really. We, we're a 10-year reunion, but I think the other one was a bit more important. But, uh, yeah, that's, well, that's probably... poor as a former twos player. Come on, sort that out. Yeah, no, I was only thinking about that the other day. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, we didn't celebrate it. But, look, it's strange to see a few teams like Aspley and those guys that were in the NEFL there celebrating their reunions. And, unfortunately, we don't, even though we won four. 
That's that's amazing. You kicked a few goals too from memory, didn't you, in a couple of them? Kicked a couple of goals, yeah, that was my job. But, um, yeah, no, they, they were great times as well. And a bit of silverware was a bit strange when we were celebrating uh, two flags and, and the boys were celebrating their yes. 10 reunions. Great to have you with us, mate. Brett Jeeves, of course, as mentioned, home in with COVID. He was supposed to be in England. They brought it back early. Something happened over there, an absolute circus. The, the cricket got cancelled. He's come home like so many people do do, and got COVID, so not with us. But it's great to have you with us, mate. I'll tell you what, we've got a good show today for Grand Final Day. Coming up first this morning, we've got Rocket Ede. Now, you've had... You know Rocket extremely well. You know you've got a good story about that too. I might bring it up when he's on air too about when he was at the Dogs and you had a, a meeting with him. What about Kieran Lovell? An amazing grand final performance from him last week. He's coming up this morning as well. Best on ground, the grand final. Obviously he was drafted to the Hawks. Just couldn't quite get there. Couldn't quite make it. But dominated the grand final the other day. And in particular too, he had a bit of a hamstring query going into that game of course. So can't wait to talk to him. Big Bo Webster joins us after nine. Speaking of blokes that played both sports, you know, he, he could have been at six foot seven and a half. Pretty handy football. He played for Tassie under-18s, of course. He's joined us after nine. And Taz Racing's Ryan Smith in the second hour as well. Today's the day, mate. Christmas time for us all. Um, what do you reckon? What, what are you thinking? Try and Now, I know I'm sitting there watching you in your 2014... Lions Premiership. Have you got signatures on that thing? No, no signatures. I should do, but they got all the names. So it's uh, <clears throat> 2013. It was a 10-year reunion for the 03 Premiership. Yes. It's got every player that played in a granny on there. And this is actually a proper game jersey, so that's why it's a bit tight. It's not, uh, it's not like the ones you get Voss, out of the shop. Johnson, McRae, Ashcroft, Lynch, Akamanis, Daryl White, would you believe? I'm going to play in this Super Rules which is a bit silly. Let's hope that I get back in one piece in a week or so. Uh, the National Carnival up at Maroochydore should be a lot of fun. Guess who's playing for Queensland oh, in da- my division on Wednesday night at 6.20? Daryl White would be playing. Daryl no, White. No, not da- Well, I think Daryl was playing, but Jason Ackermanis is playing. Acker's playing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah, no, I was going to say that uh, Daryl White was still playing for Maricovat. Uh, when I started playing twos at Brisbane, and, oh, and you can still take a good catch. But, yeah, Acker would be interesting. You know, obviously, you won't uh, go anywhere near him, Flash. Well, someone posed the question to me during the week as a pretty ordinary footballer, sadly, in my case, but I've spent most of my time out on a wing. So what what, what am I going to do? If if, I, if we're walking out against the, the mighty Queenslander old ages and Acker's over on that wing, do I walk over to his side? Or do I just go the other side? Well, I'll tell you what I will do. Of course, I'm going to walk over to Acker's side. And I'm going to walk 30 metres the other end. And he obviously won't care about me, nor should he, by the way. But my my theory is I'll just go down and sort of try and find a bit of space down the other end. Maybe I can get a few kicks and I can assure you I'll be putting mayonnaise and whatever the story is playing against the absolute one of the greats of the AFL, Jason Ackermanis. That's a bit of fun. But the Tassie... Um, men and women from the un- over 35s right through to the 60s group. Uh, all Most of them are up there. We're heading up today with the family. Should be a lot of fun in Maroochydore. Yeah, great fun. Obviously, have some good weather as well. But yeah, with the wing, and when you're lucky you're on the wing, you can uh, shake you can the guy's hand and take off see, and see at the end of the game. And I'm sure Ackle will be doing the same thing. I don't think anyone's caring too much about the Super Rules, as fun as it will be. Today's the day, Brisbane Lions versus Pies. We've got Rocket coming up shortly to, to break it down. But what do you what do you think about it? What's your feeling? 
Yeah, I've got a few feelings on it. Uh, one of my mates that I was with last night, he'll claim this, but he, he reckons that uh, Brisbane will win because Collingwood won't be able to kick over 60, 70 points. And, and I think that he, he might be... He might be accurate on that, but there's so many things to take into today. Flash that I think that Collingwood obviously play in front of big crowds often. Yes. Uh, Brisbane don't necessarily. So you know, you think about Anzac Day and, and these sorts of games that, that Collingwood play against, uh, play in, and there'll be a huge crowd there. Today. Huge. I know there's a lot of Lions support, but I think maybe early on the Lions will have a few nerves, and we saw Colton get him, get the jump. And if it's going to be the game that we all think it will, hopefully it'll be close. I've got mm. Lions by 17. Um, but yeah, I just think that if Collingwood are going to win today, they're going to have to kick a score to beat Brisbane. Um, I know that sounds pretty obvious, but yeah, up up in the eighties, nineties to win. I think so. They're very hard to score against Collingwood. They'd set up so well. You know what? I'm concerned about no former line next day not playing. I think that's a bit of a worry. I think even not having Taylor Adams in a big game like this might cost them a bit. Oh, look. I'm not the greatest tipster of all time, but I think the Lions are going to smack them. Smack them. 37 points. 37 points. Let's, oh, let's I, hope I, not. Let's hope it's a close game and all the Collingwood fans are crying at the end of the day. But, yeah, look, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. McStay's a big out, and I just see that their avenue to go with the back line that Brisbane have got and their ability to intercept. Um, and it's it's a different on grand final day. As a as someone who, who's been lucky enough to play in a few... As we mentioned earlier, it changes. The game changes. It's not the fast, free-flowing game that you see during the year. It comes down to the old traditional who's able to take a pack mark, who can win the first contest, who can win the contested ball. It's, the game slows right down. Uh, and, yeah, look, I, I just, so there's a few guys in the forward line in Danaher and um, Hipwood that just worry me for overhead marks. I just That's the other thing that concerns me today is their ability to take a pack mark when, when the game does get bottled up. Yes, and you know, they've just got these guys, the Lions, that have just got better again this year, you know, and, and they've got the, some halfback flankers that are going super well, and we'll talk about that with Rocket more detail, you know, and, and I look at, I just look at the evolution of some of their high draft picks, Rayner in particular, um, they look potent up forward, we know what Charlie Cameron does in big games, he is a big game player, don't make no mistake about that, and you know, they'll hold up well. Harris Andrews was unbelievable last week. Like, they would have been a 1,000 points down if it wasn't for him early doors against the Blues. Gosh, he's a good player. The big man rucking duel is always critical. Can Mason Cox, who's had some big games himself, has he? Can he stand up? I reckon Bo McDonald's been superb. Yeah, look, it's it's another one again, as you say. It's those, those big contests throughout the day and, and, and as I mentioned the game slows down it, what you allude to Charlie Cameron there I think he needs speed on the ball um, he's not the not the traditional take a, take, take a mark he needs a bit of speed on the ball so we'll wait and see the impact that he has Rain has had a tremendous final series as you mentioned but yeah in the in the ruck in the ruck battle I think that uh, McInerney will, will get him Send us a text in. We love to hear what you're doing today. It's such a big day, very enjoyable. Is it? It's the it's the funnest day of the year. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Oh four three seven double five two five three five. ABC commentator the great Quentin Hull, Quentin Hull was just tweeted in. He said the claw. That's what he's. Um, is that what they called you up there in Queensland? The claw. Uh, no, well, there's. I had a few nicknames. He's a good man, uh, Yeah, no. The um, I was, that was the best part of my game. Flash was taking a mark. So yeah, if they want to call me the claw, that's I'm okay with that. 
Well, you were. You could take a hanger. There's no doubt about it. Great to have you with us this morning. David Lithgow and Aaron Cornelius breaking down the grand final. We're going to go to our first break. The great four-time premiership player from the Mighty Hawks and what a coach he was, Rodney E, to join us after the break. Stay with us. This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. Great to have you with us, David Lithgow with you and no Brett Jeeves out with COVID but former Brisbane Lion Aaron Cornelius has joined us this morning. Great to have you with us, grand final day, the Lions and the Pies this afternoon. When you think of grand final days, Tasmanians, there's not many that have done it better than this fellow we're about to have online. It's a very good welcome again for the first time in a little while but Rodney E's joined us this morning. Good morning Rocket, great to have you with us mate. Morning David, how are you mate? How's, uh, oh. How are you Aaron? Good? I'm very well, thanks, Robert. Look, let's get this out of the way straight away. Ace told me when he had a interview with you at the Doggies Rocket back in the day, um, obviously before uh, Aaron was drafted to the Mighty Lions, that when you sat down, when you sat down with him, you eyeballed him. You were so close to his face, you could almost feel your breath on his face. He was, he's, and he said it with joy, by the way. Can you remember that interview with Ace? No, I can't. Mate. I can't. <laughs> Sorry about that, Aaron. I didn't mean to intimidate you at all. <laughs> no, de- you didn't mean to. You did. You definitely did, Rocket. It was all a part of it, but it was good. It was a great. I didn't have many funny uh, draft stories, but that was a good one. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it certainly, uh, certainly is stuck in my mind. But, uh, yeah, don't be sorry for it. It was good. It was putting me under the pressure and I didn't know where to look or what to say. Love it. That's what it's all about. This day to you, Rocket, it's, uh, look, it means a lot to yourself. I, I guess when I think of you as a Swans fan and sitting in the Olympic stand in 1996, I, I come back to this haunting moment when Paul Kelly was running into goal from about 50 out, pulls the kick to the great man, Tony Lockett, as you would do. And I reckon he missed him by two inches. Lockett fingertipper. That would have put... And he's kicking the goal from 25 metres out. We know that, or 30 metres perhaps. That would have put the Swans up by 28 points that day. And instead, Glenn Freckborn goes down and kick a goal. The game changed in that moment. Is that, can you remember that as vividly as I do? Oh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> yes, mate, I do. Um, I, think that was the, I think that was a pivotal moment. Um, Yes, it was. Also, probably the first quarter where we we're well on top, and then David King slid into Craig O'Brien's face with his yes. knee. Probably today he get four weeks for it, but uh, they put Craig out, and um, Luff was going okay because uh, Archer had gone to O'Brien, then and put Archer onto onto Luffy, and that and they cut him out. So we sort of have a couple of moments, but anyway, at uh, North were obviously deserving winners, but we probably had our opportunities at some stage. I don't reckon you would have sent the runner out, though, did you, Rocket? You wouldn't have sent Which, the runner out and said, kick the goal there, because he's kicking it to one of the best uh, goal kickers of all time. I don't reckon the runner <laughs> went out. And, no, I didn't. I mean, you didn't have sent the runner out at that stage, because Kerr was such a such a superstar player. And uh, um, I remember the one was a stoppage. He, he broke out of the stoppage, and probably with his speed and strength, could have kicked the goal himself. But anyway, he trusted the big fella, but didn't quite get to him. With... Um, Flash and I were talking earlier about the build-up and, and obviously the excitement of the day and, and what it means. What, what's your thoughts on how important it is to have players in the side that have played in the grand final before Rocket? Obviously, is in the in the football world, you often say you've got to be in one before you win one, but what, what are your thoughts on the lines and, and how they'll handle the uh, the build-up? Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, you have a look at... I mean, there's probably examples where teams in the 93, probably Essendon one, where they're all baby bombers, not many 
have played before. I, th- I think it can help. The, you don't need too many who have done it before. They can just pass on some experience of what to expect. Um, but uh, certainly today, we, you know, there's been a bigger build-up for this one. You know, the crowd yesterday at the, at the parade adds to it all as well. The A, excitement, but B, the pressure, I suppose. So it'll be interesting to see how um, all the players slept and how they um, how they go. Because you have a look at the Lions last week, they got ambushed a bit by Carlton. So they wouldn't want to get ambushed at the start of this game. They'd want to get off to a good start. If they get off a good start, that'll settle the nerves and they'll be fine. Gosh, we were talking off air, uh, Rocket. Ace and I about uh, the importance of Harris Andrews. He was enormous in that first quarter. I felt like they could have been almost seven or eight goals down. Structurally, the lines. How do you... How do you think they've improved this year? What, what what has been the keys to them from your perspective? Oh, I think Dunkley's been a, a good addition um, in the midfield, given that bit of hardness and uh, and he sacrificed his game a lot, taking the best midfield of the opposition. I think that's that's helped, especially with Neil getting tagged. Um, their defence has tightened up a little bit. I think Coleman's jumped up a bit, um, and they one positive which is still to me a question mark and we'll get them over the line today is the uh, their ability of their forward line to stand up and the question mark around Danaher and Hipwood now they've improved this year I think they've been more consistent which has given them a, a, that danger factor up forward but on the bigger stage uh, hopefully that's not a frailty for them today and in terms of the, the Collingwood structure I you know, the, the obvious question to talk about is the importance of McStay. He was so good last week. Ace, we talked about that as well previously. It appears a significant disruption to me. I mean, Frampton's obviously got a, a huge role to play, and we've seen guys sort of come in from almost an anonymous position and do well in grand finals. Do you have a, a thought on that and how important that is to Collingwood and how detrimental potentially that could be? Oh, there's no doubt about that. They... You have a look at Collingwood. You now they haven't kicked a lot of goals lately, the last four to six weeks. They haven't got any real stars in their forward line. Probably Elias on his day, but he can be up and down. And McStay gave him a bit more structure. Now, I think for both teams um, is what do you do with Andrews and Darcy Moore? And I think whether Frampton comes in to play a negative role on, on Andrews, um, as you mentioned before, Andrews' ability to intercept and have an impact um, whether Frampton does that and just aggressively uh, hit packs, he's not going to kick a lot of goals. He hasn't got great forward craft, to be honest. Or does he play down back and Jeremy Howe goes forward and plays on Andrews with the ability to tag him? And they did that early in the year a couple of times. They've seemed to put that in their back pocket, whether they pull that out today at some stage and Howe goes to Andrews and tries to kick a couple of goals on him. So it'll be interesting what both teams do for that for the opposition captain um, and probably their key player. Yeah, we were speaking again before about uh, how the, I believe, Rocket, that the game slows down on grand final. Day. In the finals, you see during the year that the trends in the game and how fast it moves, but then it comes to this time of the year and it's I, I believe it's more kick down the line about the contested footy. I just think, for me, obviously a little bit biased being a Lions man, but uh, the, I just see Collingwood have to kick more points, as you alluded to, over the last four to six weeks. They just haven't kicked enough points, and today, to win, they're going to have to kick up over 80, and, and I just don't see how they're taking those marks. I think Majacek's had a, had a great year, and obviously another Tasmanian, but it's a, it's a tough ask with Andrews, as Flash mentioned, down the line. It, it, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think the game slows down a bit and it becomes a bit more traditional footy? 
Oh, there's no doubt it becomes more contested. Players seem to find more energy and uh, there's more pressure. Um, I think there's more goals from stoppages than there than there has been during the year um, with open play because of the contested nature. Um, I think Collingwood have got a bit of advantage with depth in their midfield, so the ball might go forward. They do springboard at half-back, but they don't kick enough goals, as you said. The only thing for me, and I know all the indicators probably lean towards Brisbane and uh, offence, defence, etc., etc., but I just don't know whether the trust factor um, of their players, especially their forward line, be able to handle the big moments. Collingwood have proved they can handle the big moments, so they just find a way, Collingwood. Um, they just find a way to defend well. They just find a way to kick one more goal than the opposition, so uh, with the go and Dacos are probably the thing, so... That might be the difference for me, but it will be it will be a contested game, as you said, Ace. There's no doubt about that. So, um, which is not Collingwood's real strength. So, uh, yeah, as I'm saying, it's probably a fifty-fifty game. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how it goes. Now, not trying to rub salt into the wounds, Rocket, but uh, Flash alluded to before. Obviously, four-time Premiership player yourself, but. Did you reflect on those or, or the Sydney Swans loss as a coach a bit more? I, I know there's a lot of people that I've spoken to that have played in grand finals and that, that don't actually have never watched them again or, or move on pretty quick. But how about yourself, mate? Do you, do you reflect a little bit or have reflected a little bit on the Sydney or, or the uh, the time that you played? I know Hawthorne do the reunions and, and celebrate that very well. Um, yeah, probably probably neither really. Um, with the uh, Flash mentioned before, probably being a Swan supporter. Up until that freeborn, uh, oh, oh Miss Montelli. After that, I haven't seen it. I didn't watch it. We moved on pretty quick. Uh, Same. Ninety-six. So I haven't gone back and watched that again. Flash, so, Flash hasn't I've, moved on. I've never watched it. <laughs> That's Flash hasn't moved on. It's the first thing you brought up today. <laughs> um, and with the playing ones, we probably don't dwell on them. Uh, only when reunions. Now there was one this year we had early in the year, but uh, it's good to catch up with the guys. But you don't sort of dwell on them, I suppose. A little bit more of a glass half full than a half empty. So you you, you look at the positives and you know think about those ones that we won. But uh, that's a long time ago now that uh, no, they're not a sort of enormous part of the of my thinking. Share some thoughts on Grant Fagan, oh, Grant Fagan, Chris Fagan today. The wrong one. How about his brother? Yeah. How about his brother? What's your? You've obviously known him for most of your journey, most of your life, and. Um, it's a big moment for him as a, as a later in life in terms of his footy career. Um, what will be going through his mind this morning? Yeah, I, I you know, no, it's been a great effort of what he's done. And I think the, the impressive thing, not many people talk about that when they went out straight sets and then their finals exits at times, they've showed the pressure on Brisbane. But each year they've got better. They've gone one step further. So... Um, which is a real credit to him and the, and the club to be able to do that. And uh, I think, you know, he'll be nervous as well, but his role is really going to be for the players. So um, he'll be doing whatever he possible to calm the nerves of the, of the players. He's a fairly calm individual. So I would think he'd just be making sure that they're right to go and, you know, words of wisdom at the right time. But, uh, I, you know, the way they've played this year, I can't see Brisbane uh, being... Uh, too overawed by the by the situation, but um, only time will tell. Uh, we'll let you go, Rocket. Who wins in final margin, please? As I mentioned before, and I'd like Brisbane. you got no idea, have you? <laughs> no. Um, well, all the indicators <laughs> are for Brisbane, but I, I just can't go past Collingwood. Yes. As far as just in the big moments at the right time, 
can defend. Like last week against GWS, it's just two mistakes. GWS, Ash missed a target, and then Brown didn't quite body line, and they got two goals, Collingwood, and that was a difference in the end. It was just just their moments. They can just find something at the right time, um, even if they're outplayed. So they're just a bit more of a trust factor that they might do and win by about three points. I hope you're right. It'll be a super game if that's the case. Rodney Ead, thanks so much for joining us. Great to have you with us this morning to, to talk about some of the memories from your time in today's game. Uh, we love having you on, Rocket. Thanks, pal. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Rocket. We'll go to the news. David Lithgow and Aaron Cornelius talking all things sport here on Grand Final Day. Oh, yes. Don't you dare turn that down, Ethan. Have a listen to Paul Stanley here, Ace. My gosh. I've had my rock and roll officiate and tell me that he doesn't think he'll play this today. Um, you'd be a Kiss fan, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be not necessarily an avid fan, but I like a bit of Kiss, yeah. Fleetwood Mac, I love listening to Fleetwood Mac, ACDC, <laughs> Queen. Yes. All right, we've got, a new, we've got a new segment, mate. This is its time for sports news updates. Thanks to... Deck party at the Launceston International Bowls Classic Sports Update time. NBL scores. Well, now we're not going to d- delve into this too deeply, but of course last night the Wildcats just a fraction too good. It was a cracking game. That's why I'm cooked. 101 defeat the Jack Jumpers 95. Don't think they'll lose anything out of that. We'll talk about that in a bit of depth a little bit later on. The other results, of course, the Bullets beat the 36ers by 16. And on Thursday night, the Melbourne United, they're going to be hard to beat. Gee, they look, they look stacked. They, de- they defeated the Phoenix 82-67. I don't like what I saw from the Phoenix. I just I know they had a couple out, but they don't look like contenders to me. We'll touch on that a bit later. The Breakers and the Taipans and the Hawks and the Kings to play tonight. Um, the big news, of course, at Collingwood. Billy Frampton is in the team today to replace Dan McStay. Pat Lipinski has been dropped, but he'll be the sub. Jack Ginevan comes into the team. And the line's unchanged, Ace, which obviously means that uh, Lions will be the sub, we think. Have they announced that officially? I don't think it's been official just yet. I, I double-checked a minute yes. ago, but I, I believe so, yeah. Look, obviously, the, the pain was... Um, stiff to uh, to miss out, but they go in unchanged. So I think depends on matchups and what they want to do. The sub can be quite tactical, but Lions has had an impact when he has come on. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch what happens there and a big call by uh, by Fags in the group. The Launceston International Bowls Classic Deck Party Saturday, the seventh of October. Tickets at Tasmania Tickets Some Texas coming through. Hamster from Surreal. He's a regular here. He said. G'day, Flash. Happy Grand Final Day to you. Darcy Moore to blanket Joey Danaher. That's an interesting one. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think Danaher's kicked three or four goals in the last few games playing uh, Collingwood. I, I, yeah, look, we, we were discussing this last night. The modern defender can't play one-on-one. They, they're, assist, they're system players, and I, I think it's been shown a few times in the finals that the big forwards, when they do get caught out in just one-on-ones, they're the ones uh, that are making yes. the hay while the sun shines. So, uh, yeah, look, Hamster, it's a big call. I, I just don't know. I think, as I said, if there's speed on the ball, um, I think uh, Big Danaher will kick a couple of goals. Jera from Lindisfarne saying, great to hear Rocket Eads voice. What an icon of Tasmanian footy is. Thank you, Jera. We agree. 
Of course, he coached a he coached a Bears flag too. By the way, back in the day, early nineties, I reckon. I think he was a twos coach there, wasn't he? He was a twos coach there, and, and I think he took a co- yeah. He, he, and uh, he, he spent some time at North Melbourne. He did, he did. He, did. he coached a few clubs. I'll, I'll rock it, but uh, yeah, look at the Sydney Swans one. Was good to hear him. Um, I mentioned that, and then obviously oh, he, he knew he knew he knew bit by bit too, didn't he? Your, yeah, of course he did. He was uh, obviously uh, it's the one that got away for old Rocket. But, wow, uh, I think look, he they were too. Yeah, I mean, you say that they were too good. They won by five goals, but you know that big moments in games. That was the that's the that was the point, wasn't it? It was, and, and obviously Rocket alluded to it as well. That's that's why he's lent towards Collingwood, and, and I mentioned it before that Collingwood play in front of a big crowd every time they roll out. They just they're playing, um, you know, in that emotion, and, and they they play fast, really fast turnover, high pressure ball that I think the crowd gets involved in and. And as Rocket said, you know, he's, he's mentioned that time in, in, in that grand final and he believes that those big moments today that Collingwood will stand up and that's what will get him the win. I wonder if uh, Ethan, our producer, has got that start of what was made to love in you. I just wanted to hear a bit of that bass. We just missed... We just, I'm going to come back to him to get that. We're going to go to a break and we're going to hear a bit of that bass before we go to Kieran Lovell. Um, what a performance from him. Can't wait to see the Kingbra win their first ever premiership. Absolutely sensational. Let's talk to Kieran Lovell after the break. Stay with us with David Lithgow and Aaron Cornelius on Grand Final Day. This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. Tonight, I want to see it in your eyes. Have a listen. Would you like to be able to play the bass and sing like Paul Stanley? Bass. Can you sing? No, I can't, mate. I think I can, but I can't. But, yeah, I'd love to. That'd be... Uh... Yeah, next level. Obviously, uh, <laughs> yeah, out on the stage and pumping that out, I'd be, uh, be very happy, I reckon. Foster adopted Greyhound today. Gaptaz.com.au. David Lithgow and Aaron Cornelius with you on a beautiful Saturday morning. We're coming to you live from Harrison Agents here in Salamanca. There is not a breath of wind. The The river up behind us is like glass. What a glorious Tasmanian morning. You want to talk about glorious? This fella here had a glorious weekend last weekend. Great to have Kieran Lovell join us this morning, fresh off a, a pretty big week of celebrations, I'm sure. Good morning to you, Kieran. Good morning, guys. I wouldn't probably say fresh is the word for it, but I'm certainly feeling good after a good week of celebrations. Well done to you, mate. It was uh, a, a, a fascinating game. I caught about two and a bit quarters of it through the great call um, for the, the cool gang and, and tubes, they did a, a brilliant call the grand final. Um, it was it was it was a tactical game. It was pretty grindy and and then sort of North Lonnie just couldn't kick straight late and then the margin could have been probably a little bit tighter at times. But and you must have been thrilled, mate. What was the feeling like for you? Uh, yeah, no, it was an unbelievable feeling. Like you said, it was sort of one of those grind out sort of games. It was it. It felt a lot closer out there than probably the the scoreboard um, said at the end of the day. Um, we were able to take some chances and they probably weren't. Um, but yeah, it was a, a ripper day. No doubt about it. For, uh, you, for you, did you did you play in a grand final flag at Box Hill? I'm just trying to. Yeah, yeah, I did play 2018 flag with Box Hill. Um, so had had experienced it before, but it was definitely a, a different feeling. Um, doing it for the home club and doing it with some of my best mates. So yeah. So you 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 that you've answered my question in terms of the feeling and what it was like. It 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 felt um, even a notch better on the weekend. 
Yeah, I think it was just the the journey that we've been on, the the lows that we we had as a group, um, sort of starting back in 2014 when we came into the comp. Um, there was still sort of five or six of us out there that had been through the whole kind of thing right from the very start. So sort of to to look over at them and sort of realise what we'd actually done um, was pretty special, um, and just to to have all my family there and mates there and um, just, yeah, to have those, the bonds that I have with the guys and the, the team now are, are probably a bit deeper and more more real and special than what I had in the, that VFL side. Um, obviously not taking anything away from that. That was great, but it was um, definitely a, a special feeling, this one. Yeah, Kieran AC here, mate. Congratulations on the win. Uh, third club in the South in the TSL's history to actually win one of these. So... Congratulations on that, but uh, yeah, look, going into the last year of, I'm sure you probably haven't thought about it too much, but going into the last year of the TSL, I think that uh, the South need to make sure we put a good good fight up to um, to take another one of these homes. You, you uh, you're pretty confident that you're going to keep the same group and, and roll in for for the last year of the TSL. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to keep the the bulk of us together. Obviously, you get you get blokes going every now and then, and you're going to lose two or three. But if, I think we're going to keep the core of our group together. Elijah Reardon's going to head up to Southport and give the VFL a crack for a little bit. So excited to see how he goes. Um, I mean, we're obviously working on a few boys uh, to come back in that went away last year and whatnot. So we'll, we'll try and put together a strong list and hopefully keep that uh, TSL Premiership Cup down the southern end, um, hopefully down the southern let down in Kingborough. So we'll, we'll have a crack at it for sure. An interesting one, of course, looking at the, the TSL for next year, it might be the last year that we have a TSL in its form format, I guess, at the moment. We've seen what Lauderdale done. They're making some real headways, aren't they? They've, they've got the big boy, Phillips, coming across, of course. Um, I've, it sounds like Boskett's probably going to be playing there, you would think. Um, I've, heard the, I've heard Mitch Robinson come up a few times. I guess the broader question I'd like to ask you, Kieran, in terms of this footy journey, which is going to change for us all going forward, what does Kieran Lovell think at all? We know that the the AFL team is coming, the stadium's coming, there's going to be a VFL team in a year or two. I'll ask you about that in a second, but what's your thoughts on how we progress forward? Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting one. Um, Obviously, everything's going to look pretty different within one more season so I guess I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how that all looks um, I do like the current structure of the, the statewide league and I like that there's that um, still that draw for a guy like Andrew Phillips to come back and play um, state league footy I, I'm not 100% sure if XAFL players are going to come down and want to play in Tasmania without that sort of top level statewide league um, format um, obviously the VFL coming in is going to change that a little bit but yeah I guess I'm just excited to see how it all looks um i don't think vfl is going to be something that i look at doing at that stage i'm 26 now my body felt like it was about 35 for the most part of the year so i'm pretty happy just playing at kingra um in whatever sort of league we we end up being in in a couple of years look uh i was i was there at uh down at twin overs mate when you made the, the tough decision not to uh push through the state game and, and unfortunately you missed out on that but there is word that there'll be a few more state games and as you mentioned attracting down next afl players is pretty big but uh hopefully mate, there's a few of those on, on the calendar next year and you'll partake in those yeah absolutely that one uh that did hurt a lot to miss that game i probably didn't it probably didn't sink into me how much i wanted to be out there until i was there watching all the boys play um, in front of that crowd and just sort of the passion that they 
they brought for the jumper. Um, it was pretty special. And I think if I look back on my footy, my most some of my most fondest memories are those under 18 and 16 days playing for the map and playing for Tassie. Um, so it was very disappointing to miss out on that. But I'm yeah definitely looking forward to hopefully being able to pull the map on again at some stage. It's, uh, is it the map? Maruchidor Flash, is that what you're rolling out in this weekend, or is there a hybrid? What is it? Uh, yes, um, it, I am wearing the map. It's it's a, it's the old-fashioned, all that real federation green with the the yellow map in between. Um, look, clearly, um, my previous footy was never going to allow me to play in a in a representative map team. Let's be real about this, but it, it, it is a, it's interesting, Ace. You br- you bring that up, but it it is a proud thing still Kieran isn't it you know and you talked about maybe the VFL will pass you by just with with I don't think age will be your problem but maybe the body won't allow you to but this this thing that we're all going on this journey to have our own AFL team here in Tassie people that don't aren't involved in footy or haven't worn the map like you have as so proudly as a a star or Australian under 18 player that you were it's massive isn't it Oh yeah, it's huge. I think um, just the the way that we still have that involvement from past players that have played for the map, like Dogger Armstrong um, through my junior pathway. Uh, I guess the the pride that they put into the jumper um, it just makes you wear it with a little bit more um, responsibility. I think, and I think just watching the boys play that game last year at North Hobart, North Hobart against Queensland, I think there was. Uh, a clear um, passion and effort uh, difference between the Tassie boys and the the Queensland boys. Um, I mean, it was it was a great game, but I think it was in the end probably the the passion for the jumper that sort of shone out and ended up getting the boys over the line. Great point that you you make, and I, and I was lucky enough to be in part of the coaching um, fraternity in that game, and, and we did lean heavily on the history, and that was my experience. Coming up, playing for Tassie, that uh, you know, you always acknowledge the players that had come before you and the history that it has carried. And as Flash, you, you mentioned, uh, we, I saw that at the time there that they tried to change the branding of Kingston or Kingborough Tigers, um, and you've alluded to it as well yourself, Kieran. That you know, the the childhood um, part of it when you did win the flag and all those emotions and everything that comes. And I think that's why we're quite lucky. Flash that uh, we have got the history in Tasmania footy when this team does get up. You know, see GWS and the Gold Coast Suns are just trying to make some franchises, and we're very lucky that uh, we have that history and we can we can talk to people like Rocket and Kieran and those guys that have played AFL footy and um, you know lean on them when when the time comes that we we do roll out and whatever jumper that they're in. Hey Kieran, what's uh, on today? Have you got a final the recovery catch up with the guys? Uh, I'm actually up at Barnburgle Golf Course. On oh, my yes. Trip, so it's, sounds uh, fun. It's an absolute ripper of a day up here. I'm about to get out on the course, and I am seriously looking forward to it. Uh, roll into the sports bar after and watch the game. So it's uh, a very, very good day ahead for me. In a word, just before we let you go, who wins today in the margin, please? Uh, I'm going to go Brisbane by nine points. Josh Dunkley, Norm Smith. What about how many golf balls are you going to lose? Uh, plenty. I bought 100 on the way up here yesterday, and I reckon between me and my brother, we lost about 45. So we'll see how we go today to get through. Well done, Kieran Lovell. Congratulations last week, mate. Well done to you and all your Kingborough teammates, mate. And hit them well today. Thanks for joining us on SEN Breakfast. Thanks, boys. Have a good grand final today. Cheers. Great to have Kieran Lovell with us. We'll go to a break. The second hour is approaching. We're going to have Bo Webster straight up after 9 o'clock here with David Lithgow and Aaron Cornelius. 
This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. Still going around Mike Brady. He is, it's his day too, isn't it? He must be nearly 80, I reckon. He would have banged that out about 15 times already today, I reckon. Oh, cash is everywhere too, you would imagine. It's 9 o'clock flash and he's banged out 15, I reckon. Half his luck, good on him. What a voice, what an iconic song. Uh, for grand final day today, the Lions and the Pies, it's going to be absolutely epic. Just a quick text message has just come through here from Tickets from West Hobart. Great show, fellas. The Lions will belt the pies today. Thank you, tickets. I actually agree with you. 0437552535. Keep them coming in. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It feels... Yeah, look, who would have known last year at a 50-50 game that Cats would win by 1,000 points? It is hard to, to pick, isn't it? Yeah, look, I, I think back to the uh, West Coast Sydney grand final oh. when Leo Barry come across. They're the ones that you remember. They're the ones I remember. Or yes. I also remember my old man crying from the MCG to the casino when the uh, when the Saints lost or there was a draw. We knew we had to come back the following God, I week. I took that specky. Unbelievable, Mark. We had a great view of that. But, yeah, they're the games that I remember. And, look, as I, as I said before, I'm a, I do do follow the Lions, but I, I just am a, I'm an avid footy fan and love to, to watch a good game. David Lithgow and Aaron Cornelius rolling through the morning with you here on Grand Final Day. Great to have you with us. Second hour is going to be electric. Bo Webster coming up after 9 o'clock. Stay with us. This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. Another star. Different Paul Kelly though, Ace. A little bit of different. Uh, I like Paul Kelly. I do. I saw him live at the Botanical Gardens. I'll tell you what. There's a, it's as you mentioned, it's a magical day, and we'll see some stuff on the screen. But no one's going to witness what I just did. I just spoke to Ethan about uh, about a minute ago, and I said, "How long have we got left?" And he said, 30 seconds." And I thought, "What am I going to say here?" And then out of nowhere, Flash, you've come back from moving your car, and, you, and I don't well, know. unbelievable that was. Um, I just say 46 bucks. Well, there you go. <laughs> but but I tell you, it was one of that's some of the best timing I've witnessed, and no one else will witness what I just saw. Well, I'm absolutely cooked, and trying to run in Birkenstocks this is not ideal, to be quite frank with you. Did you say they were 15-minute quarters? They might have to shorten them a bit, I think. Yeah, I'm cooked. Bo Webster, is he there? Big Bo, you joined us then, big man? I'm here, Flash. How you doing? How you going, mate? All good, mate. All good. How are you guys? Great to have you with us. Um, individually, super week from you, but a tough week for the Tigers. Yeah, it was. It was a, uh, a pretty tough start of the season. The first two one days, we got uh, a bit of a pummeling in both games, really. But, um, you know, we, was, we were stacked up against it a little bit with the toss and, and a couple of injuries in the second game didn't help us. So it was nice, personally, to get off to a good start. But, yeah, we've got some work to do, that's for sure. I know you've had a, a super pre-season. Does, has that put you... When I say a super pre-season, you've been playing cricket around the clock. you spent some time in England playing some... I guess second league sort of cricket. Then you spent some time with Essex. You went to Zimbabwe. Does that put you in good stead? Ah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. It's a. I've always been a fan of playing as much as I can instead of 
training, I think you learn a lot more on the fly when you're in games and, and to put myself in a position where I can play lots of lots of cricket in a row and sort of roll in from, from last season into this season uh, with a winter in the UK and a little bit of stuff in Zimbabwe. I feel like it's all just rolled into one and um, obviously finished the season quite well in Tassie last year, uh, personally, and I kind of wanted to continue that form on and play as much as I can. So I do feel like it's all just rolled into one season, um, and hopefully I can yeah, keep keep in form and keep scoring some runs and taking some wickets. I think uh, obviously go yeah, it's that's Aaron here, mate. Just um, people don't really realise that you know, the cricketers they do head off overseas and play pretty much all year round. What about conditions? You mentioned that um, you had it felt like you had a good year in the form. I know it probably uh, seems a bit strange, but when you play in different environments or someone that is not as knowledgeable as you, is, is it different when you come back here on the wicket and or, or just in in general, just the way that we play here? Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. It's a different style of cricket. Obviously in England um, and a little bit of T10 stuff in Zimbabwe was my first time over there and, and something uh, I took a lot away from in the, in the sort of week and a half I was there playing some T10 cricket. But the uh, the stuff in England was was different over here. The wicket's a lot more dusty, I'd say, and a lot of the a lot of the time was facing a lot of spin and, and some really good spinners actually over there. They have a lot of uh, Asian spinners who who uh, apply their craft quite well over there and um, something that we diff- definitely don't get as much over here. It's more pace and bounce and filling the overs with some spin. So it was definitely a different challenge um, and one that I yeah, relished and, and really enjoyed and hope to get back again uh, in the future. Before we get to the team aspect, which I know for you is the most important part, I remember chatting to you, Slug, to, towards the end of last year and 29 years of age and you know, we sort of talked about the is your best cricket in front of you, and it felt like it was. And do you feel like you've sort of made some steps forward again, and you're and you're and you're still maturing? Yeah, hundred percent. I think I've been pretty um, inconsistent in my first sort of part of the my career, and, and trying something I'm trying to really nail down on. And, and part of the reason why I try and get away in the winter to to learn new skills and and try and capture that form, I suppose, to to lead into a season. Um, but definitely think I'm playing my best cricket now. Like I said, 29, still still learning, and as everyone is, as they get older and older. But um, I feel like I've, I've really nailed down my sort of uh, identity as a batter and and bowler, I suppose. And um, it's having some success. I've, like I said, I finished the sort of back half of the the big bash, and then into the last four or five games with Tassie really well, and then had a had a good off season with Essex um, and in Zimbabwe, and started started the season well here. So. I'm hoping for a big year, definitely. We've obviously lost some experience in McDermott and uh, Jackson Bird and those guys, so it's up to the next crop, I suppose, to step up and try and put some of those performances on the board to win games of cricket for Tassie. Let's call a spade a spade. I might have happened to have spoke to your good mate Squid uh, Dale two ago, and he mentioned to me it was one of the weirdest things he's ever gone through playing against the team he's been for the last 11 or 12 years. I reckon on the the other side of the coin, it would have been extremely weird for you to see him dressed in those different colours. Absolutely. I said that to him when I first saw him uh, at the ground. He doesn't look, doesn't look good and doesn't look natural in the New South Wales blues. I've only seen him in the, uh, in the Tigers colours, so it was strange for him to roll out against us. And he's obviously class bowler, big squid. He's been doing it for us for years and, and one of our, if not the best bowler we've We've had down here in Tasmania, so it was a bit different being on the other end of him. Um, but it was quite enjoyable as well. It was a good battle. He, he bowled eight or, or seven or eight overs up front with a new ball at 10 o'clock in the morning in September in Melbourne. So he had plenty in his favour and he, and he did what he did. He bowled a good line length and 
um, something that we were probably missing in our in our uh, in our bowling innings. Ironically, that we we let him go and he's he come in and taken two for twenty on against us, I suppose, in the second game of the year. So it was uh, a tough pill to swallow, I suppose, watching him go so well. But um, no, we're happy for him, and he's obviously happy up there with his family and uh, made the move, and everyone's wishing him well. In your case, with the with the Tigers. Um... A, a tough first week. Um, it, the, no doubt it does feel like a little bit of a transition in many respects. Um, you mentioned some of those guys that have gone and had Peter Siddle, who, you know, I guess has been a bit of a mainstay the last three seasons. Does it have a bit of a different feel to things? Uh, it does have a bit of a different feel, yeah. We've employed some, some different staff. We've got a new S&C, new batting coach, um, and we brought in some guys. From interstate, obviously, in, in Dooley and, and Jake Weatherald. So it does have a bit of a different feel around the group. Much, I suppose I'm one of the more experienced guys now with, with the super Geordie and um, and some of these other guys who have played some cricket now in Caleb Jewell and uh, Sam Rainbird, who has obviously been around for a long time. So there's the older guys now that we're very much used to being in that middle crop or the younger guys. But it's happened pretty quickly when you get rid of two 36 or 37-year-olds out of the team. And um, if, Manny, if Matty Wade manages to keep himself in check and he's the old one around we'll uh, obviously have him for another another 12 months but it does have a different feel but an exciting one I think it's obviously going to be tough we've lost some, some world class cricketers but it's good in the same breath I suppose it uh, creates some opportunity for the guys who have, who have been waiting in the wings and sort of waiting for that new ball opportunity or uh, a top of the order spot so it's exciting and Wadey missing those couple of games um, he can't help himself sometimes can he <laughs> no, I think he's 36 years of old, years of age. So I don't think he's going to be uh, changing overnight. And he, he obviously apologised to the group, and he said it's it's uh, it's you know it only hurts us as a team when he's not playing. To have him out there in the middle um, is a great benefit for us. So it's only hurting us as a team, and he knows that. And he he said he can't promise it won't happen again, but he'll uh, he'll strive to be better. Was his word? What about uh, the other game that you love? I know you're a you're a blues man. You would have been a little bit... Tired man. Talked to... Tired man, Flash. Oh, I thought you were a blues man. Oh, oh shut up, Flash. I'm, well, you're, you're, you're... I'm actually sitting here in my scarf at breakfast right now in my Collingwood scarf on, so getting a few well, evil looks from across the table. Yeah, so you should. What, 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 what do you reckon about today, then? Give us, give us a bit of a feel for it, because I know this is the... Well, I think even all of us who love cricket, we almost love footy more, don't we? Yeah, we've got a few boys over there, actually. I think Wadey's obviously over there with his... Tickets from Howie and uh, Big Mitch Owens, a avid Lions supporter, so he ended up staying on after one day. Saw over that. There, but I think he's going to be pretty disappointed. Flash, I think the Pies are going to get it done. Um, I wouldn't say comfortably, but I think at least twenty. Sorry, I don't know you, but uh, the Pies are going to be too good today. Like we've been all like, year. Unlike a Collingwood fan to be overly optimistic, so you're not concerned at all about uh, Dan McStay going out. I mean, I wouldn't have been overly surprised if you, a six foot seven bloke like yourself might have got a quick phone call to see if you could help out. Surely that that's a that's a bit of an issue, isn't it? Oh, I think Billy Frampton will come in and do the job, and we've obviously got the guinea pig coming in for some uh, to get the boys up and down early doors and. Uh, no, I think we'll be right, Flash. I think we'll be right, hopefully, but I'm confident. Listen, before we get you go, let you go, um, Shield Cricket's around the corner. That's a different thing again. Um, the, the, obviously, the team will be... You'll have several members from the one-day side playing, of course, but there will be a bit of a different look. What, what's the optimism going into the Shield season like? 
yeah, optimism's high, as, as everyone is at the start of the season. We've got South Australia um, in Adelaide, and they've formed a, a really good team over the last couple of years. They've, they haven't had the success they, they probably want to, but they've, they're starting to form a really potent bowling attack, and, and some of their batters are, are coming along nicely. So it's going to be a tough, tough challenge, no doubt. But, um, yeah, we've got a bit of a different look in the red ball. Uh, obviously, would love to see Weathers do what he does at the top of the order and, and some Aussie A representatives at the top as well put us in good stead early um, and, and Wadey will obviously be back in that one he only misses the one day game so um, we'll be okay the bowling side of things will be will be tough obviously trying to find 50 plus overs a day out of we'll have to cover with some youngsters or some or some not so experienced guys so I'm looking forward to seeing how they go um, and hopefully they can grab their opportunity now in front of them Now is there someone is there someone just there that we're that you're thinking um, to put on the top of my watch list in terms of a bit of a breakout. Give us a name. Um, if I had to give you one name, and, and just obviously I haven't been around the whole pre-season, but from what I have seen in the last month or so, I think Mitch Owen's going to have a, uh, have a Love good it. year. He's, he's getting more confident. He's a confident young man, as you probably know, Flash, but he's coming through in his cricket now. And um, If he can take that confidence, he hits a big ball uh, in the white ball stuff, as you've seen with the Hurricanes and the the one-day comp, and I think he can play a, a massive role in chill cricket for us as well, coming in down here. Hopefully getting some high miles, putting into the almost counter-punching if we're in trouble or really driving us to a good score. Uh, and he's also worked with the balls very handy as well. He's a big, strong lad, so he can he can get after him for us if we need to. Bo Webster, it's great to have you with us this morning. And here, Aaron Cornelius is in his, um, he's in his Lions kit. You're down there. Where, where are you? Where are you having your little coffee this morning? Somewhere on the eastern shore? Yeah, I've just taken the dogs for a walk to Coco Monco, just down there. Well, I hope um, someone doesn't walk past and slap you in the face with, your, with your Collingwood <laughs> um, kit on, mate. Have a great day today, but in particular, all the best for the, the Tigers in the near future. Great to have you with us, Slug. Thanks for having me, lads. Have a good day. Cheers, mate. Bo Webster joined us this morning. The Tigers, a bit of a different feel, Ace, just with, you know, obviously you lose all that experience. We haven't even talked about pain. He's not there, of course, as well. Um, that's okay, isn't it? You know, you can, you know, you'll, you, you, the, the wheel keeps moving. So we've got to, you know, you've got to find your, your, your next man up, so to speak. Yeah, look, you're, you're a lot more across the cricket than I am. But, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer that as far as the Australian side goes, that they should never be down. They should never have that ebbs and flows. But I mm. think in, in this in this instance with the Tigers, you are, you're going to have some some changing of the no game. Doubt. As you mentioned, waiting that still being there. But, yeah, look, I think Bo was excited about the younger players that you mentioned in the preseason. Yes. Um, yeah, look, hopefully we, uh, we put ourselves up there because it's just great having Tasmanian teams represented at a national level. Yeah, it's awesome. No doubt about it. David Lithgow and Aaron Cornelius. We've got plenty to talk about soon. Ryan Smith, uh, he's the track manager and facilities manager at Murray coming up to talk about all things dogs, trotters and racing, horse racing coming up. Of course, today, the Epsom's on in Sydney and the little champ, the inevitable. It's been backed off the map too, by the way. That, that gets its chance today yes. to win itself. First group one, I reckon. Two forty-five. Yeah, I've thrown it in there. I've thrown it. In. Sorry, it's uh, seven fifty. Seven fifty at the moment. Still flash. Fourteen or fifteen early. Um, I didn't have a piece of it. Sadly, stay with us with Ace and Flash coming up again after the break. We'll talk to Ryan Smith. This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves.
like it. I like it. You know, Martino G is a very much an alternative music operator, but I did have some old school hunters and collectors sort of vibes coming out of my CD player a bit. Yeah, very He's nice. He's a star. They are good. They are good. And again, another another group that probably just has to work today as well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great day. Grand final day. It's the Pies and the Lions this afternoon at the MCG. I can't believe it. I'm going to miss half of it because I'll be in the air travelling to Maroochydore, which is, seems ridiculous now we've got to this um, part of the day. But that is what it is. Great to have our next guest with us this morning. The Mowbray Track and Facilities Manager, Ryan Smith, has joined us. Good morning, Ryan. How are you going, mate? Morning, gents. Yeah, really well, thank you. I know you like your footy. You're a, you play with Perth, and I do, as a Scottsdale boy, not that you play in the same competition, but I do keep an eye on you. think you got bundled out. Was it Liddell Oils that beat you in the, in the final? Yeah, were, you playing, were you playing the seniors? Yeah, yeah, we got uh, we got done by Lilydale in the semi. That's we, right. Um, we we beat OLs in the elimination final, so yes. we did all right there. But um, yeah, we just run out a bit of puff in the at the end of the season, unfortunately. Where does uh, we'll we'll get to the more important topic shortly? But where how do you spend your day today on Grand Final day? Uh, I've got the kids for the day today, so we'll just uh, we're just about to go out to swimming lessons and. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll just be sitting around on the couch uh, watching the game. I don't have much interest being a Blues supporter today. Um, heard a bit <laughs> last week. Just not quite good enough, mate. I think they probably no. maxed out. I know Carlton fans don't want to hear that, but they rode their luck a little bit and they had a pretty good year. But yeah, uh, crack. I think the best two teams are in it. Mind you, I'm sure GWS fans would probably strike up an, an argument. Hey, listen, the reason we've got you on, of course... Finally, racing returns to Launceston next Friday for the first of 29 meetings, mate. What's There's been a bit of work done over there of, of recent times. Tell us about it. Yeah, so we've uh, carried out a major renovation on the track after the Good Friday meeting back in April and, uh, yeah, birdie drains, scarified cord and, um, yeah, put out some seed, uh, sand and fertiliser and, uh, yeah, it's been a fair bit of maintenance going onto the track between... Uh, then and now, uh, with continual aeration and fertilising, and uh, guys have done a really good job with the track, and it uh, looks uh, in in really good order for the the upcoming uh, pretty pretty heavy racing schedule, weekly nightly racing. So, in simple terms, um, you've effectively got a new track, and what 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 is the key differences? You know, in in, in particular, for, I guess for the health and safety of the horses as well. I mean, that's such a key factor of it all, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We've sort of, uh, suppose with the, the most recent renovation is we've been really trying to, to work on our thatch layer, so trying to reduce that, um, which will uh, assist us in having a more consistent track as we get later on into the season. Uh, the track does get a little bit tired as it gets to the last sort of three or four meetings of each of each sort of um, schedule. So uh, if we're working on that thatch layer, reducing that is that uh, we should be able to prolong the life of the track would that, that make a difference to the times? Of the, I mean, I know it's a little bit different with uh, running, but we've had Jack Harrell out of Glenorchy and he talks about the surface <laughs> that he's running on. Does it make a difference for the times of the horses or that it won't uh, impact that at all? No, I don't think it'll have a huge impact. That's a lot of, I think, uh, times at Mowbray, uh, a lot to do with tempo early on in the races. And um, and once they, uh, yeah, if they're starting to um, put a bit of pressure on early, then uh, then that's when we see some sharper times for sure. 
I did notice. So you had you you you've obviously had a you've you've had a practice run, twenty odd trials there on Thursday. Did it hold up okay? Yeah, it held up uh, tremendously well, which gives us a fair bit of confidence going into next week. Uh, yeah, we had twenty one trials and a couple of jump outs. So the best part of one hundred and twenty horses went around the the track uh, on the outside, sort of twelve metres and. Uh, very little repair jobs to be done. Uh, we just put the Bristol and the, the back over it on Thursday night. Uh, gave it a cut yesterday, and it, yeah, it's come up a treat. So I think uh, going into Friday next week, uh, there's a bit of rain around early on in the week, but uh, that sort of that's backing off each day now. So uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be well placed for uh, next Friday night. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but what you've just mentioned there, no wonder my back lawn won't grow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, well, what, well, funny question by you, Ace, but I don't mind it. What is what is the key to to getting the the spring lawn up and going? You should know better than anyone, Ryan. Give us give us a few tips to some of us people that like our grass a little bit nicer than a weed laden thing. Time, energy, and a fair bit of love, I think. Yes, yeah, that's I right. You got to put the game. You I got, don't know. I don't know. There's a fair, fair <laughs> bit of technicality going into that. There, we've uh, look. Uh, you don't realise, you know, that play a bit of fair bit of golf, flash, and you don't realise the work and effort that goes Amazing. into a horse racing track or a golf course. And yeah, as I say, no wonder my back lawn's not growing. Hey, listen, Ryan. Before we let you go, mate, summer carnival's a little way away now. Um, tell us about the optimism about the quality that we're going to see. I mean. Don't forget this time last year we saw the inevitable going back to Launceston, well, uh, almost 10 months ago and destroying the rivals again, which added so much to the to the summer carnival. Um, how's your feeling with the, with the quality of racing that we'll see coming up? Yeah, I think there's uh, some pretty good local horses around at the moment, which is which is great, and they'll uh, they'll start to get into some preparations over the next sort of month or two, and uh, and then obviously we've had uh, some pretty good quality in the staters come down for the for the summer carnival. So I expect it to be a really good uh, quality summer carnival of racing again, and um, yeah, it'd be good to see the inevitable go back around a few times around the local races. Absolutely. It might be uh, it might be a bit of a struggle, especially if it can win the Epsom today. What an enormous performance it would be from the little champ. Hey, Ryan, great to have you on with you, mate. I'm sorry your blue bag is... Well, I'm not sorry, actually, because I don't like Carlton. I'm sorry uh, you don't get uh, to watch the, the famous Navy Blue today, but have a great grand final day, mate, and thanks for jumping on. We look forward to catching up with you over the summer as the Tasmanian Racing Carnival kicks off a little bit later on. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, guys. Enjoy it. Ryan Smith joined us this morning. There is a lot of work in that, Ace. You know, like it's... Um, look, I, there's nothing better than having a good patch of grass. I think we've talked about this in your front lawn or your back lawn. I do put a bit of, bit of time into it, but there's a lot more than meets the eye of getting these tracks up and going. Oh, there is. And as you said, there's 120 horses at however much they weigh pounding down there at 60 k's an hour. It's... Uh, a fair bit of work that goes into that we don't see and I just saw a photo of the MCG too and the work oh. that I'm sure would have been put into that that bit of carpet out there today for the boys running around on but yeah look it's uh, yeah the, the as you said a fair bit of time and love needs to go in it and I haven't got that no listen so the tab Epsom today over a mile it's worth 1.5 million it's about three quarters of a million to the winner um, 4.05 this afternoon the inevitable David Perez on board, uh, I think it wins. I think it gets its opportunity to win its first Group One. Of course, it won a Silver Eagle, which was a half a million dollar race, but it wasn't a group race. 
Um, I reckon today's today. It's um, been an incredible horse. It's won just under 1.7 million. I reckon it dumps another three quarters of a million into the bank account today. You reckon it does? You reckon it just wins I do. today? I do. It's a uh, big day of racing there. But uh, what about, um, I know that uh, there's a fair bit going on in the footy, but Brownie, Johnny, Jonathan Brown's in a syndicate with his horse. Did you hear about that one? Beast Mode, that's racing in race seven. Uh, up at Eagle Farm today, so I'm sure people, a few people will be on that. It looks like it's coming short odds at $2.45, but yeah, Big Brownie's in that Beast one, and his mode. Big Buffhead was in the paper today as well. Oh, uh, yes, a Beast Mode, six starts, four wins in two seconds, $2.70. There you go, there's all your winners, courtesy of Aaron Cornelius. We're going to go to a break, Ace. We've got the news coming up. We'll keep, we're going to touch on the Jack Jumpers. We will get there eventually. Grand final day has got us terribly excited. It's a beautiful day. It's going to be damn hot in Melbourne. I wonder if it might favour the Lions, something we haven't talked about. We'll talk a bit more footy coming up. News time now. McVay now for the triple. Another one for Tassie. They're not going anywhere. Identity, that grit, that determination that's defined their NBL campaign over the first two years. McVeigh gets another one to go. Time ticking down. What can he create? Outside to McVeigh. One point game. Put the ball in Milton Doyle's hands. A three ball, but Milton Doyle all quarter long is making things happen. Oh, Usher answers back with a three of his own. He's <laughs> just too intense. Tassie only gave up 100 points once all of last season. They've done it in their opening game tonight. At South East, they've got some injuries of their own, so they want to be able to bounce back from that loss against Melbourne United. The Wildcats too good tonight, though. The Wildcats open their season in style. 101 to 95 winners. Indeed they did, but they just kept coming, the Jack Jumpers. They got out... I reckon Ace that got out to 16 or 17 points there in that last quarter. Tassie started so hot, they scored the first 12, didn't they? Which was quite remarkable. But they got it back. I think so what it, they got it back, I think it was 16 points was the biggest margin. And then late in that game, they got it back. Did they get it back to two? Just trying to think. I'd, yeah, I think it was in that No, they got there. it back to one. They got it back to one. It was 94 93. Incredible effort. They just, hang in, they just hung in there and hung in there. But. Just a little bit too good, the Wildcats. They are star-studded. I mean, the, this year of the NBL, it's it's quite incredible. The, the the amount of talent. I had a look at Jonathan Giovanni. He's the he's the draft guru in the NBA, and I had a look at his top sixty this morning when I woke up at too bloody early. There is four players playing in the NBL that are on his board. Wow. In the top 60. Yeah, look, it's really come a long way. And, and as you mentioned, it's, uh, it's pretty star-studded. And we saw one of the all-time greats to do it. Big Scotty Pippen was there to... He was there. ...to, uh, to yeah. open it up. And it's becoming a big thing globally, the uh, the NBL. And, Huge. And people actually sort of turn into it. But as you mentioned, it's uh, the Jack Jumpers have just created that culture where they just they just hang in there, don't they? They, they just, do. The working man's type thing. And they just keep knocking at the door. And, and look, it's a massive road trip to go to Perth. The, the stadium's pretty incredible across there. And Well, they beat them the last four times two of those times in Perth so they fancied themselves got to 16 down at last quarter but to get it back to 
to a point with a minute to go. They gave himself a chance. It's time for the Toast of the Week. Thanks to 9-11, your local bottle shop. Choose to drink wise, toasting special occasion or unwinding. Visit your local today at 9-11, your bottle shop. Choose to drink wise. My Toast of the Week, before we go to a break, goes to Jorick Chivers. Uh, Jorick resigned uh, the last couple of days with his role. Um, he was basically the co-CEO uh, with Christine Finnegan, who she um, well done to Christine. She got the she got the nod as the the chief head honcho here with the Jack Jumpers. And Jorick's missed out, but he is sort of chosen now. He sort of missed out in that top job to to step aside. He's done an, an awesome job. He's had to wear so many different hats. Um, he's going to sit back and spend some time now with his family. But they've put together a good list again. Crawford didn't have his best game last night, but he is he's igniter. Yeah, look, you, you, you think that they have. I'm not, You're not jury, so sure. Jury out for you. Jury's out just a little bit. But, yeah, look, it'd be interesting to see scenes, though, that they uh, they started it from scratch and Jorick did do such a great job where the AFL team that's about to come in will yes. knock on the door and, and find out because they Ooh. really did build it around culture. They did. Jorick's such a big part of it all. He's... Um, he stepped aside, but there's there is no animosity um, in this whole thing with with Jorick uh, moving on. They he missed out on the top job. Larry gave it to Christine, and she's she's earned that in her own right. But I'm sure he's very disappointed he missed out. But he steps aside after three years, being very very proud indeed about what he's achieved. We'll have him on the radio probably next weekend, which would be good to to talk about as the dust settles. But yeah, going down 101. To 95 last night. They were just a little bit too good, the Wildcats. But this NBL season is hot. It is awesome. Um, and it's gone up another level. All the teams are better. And I, we're going to enjoy it. Listen, we're going to go to a break. This is your time coming up. We're going to break down this grand final part by part. And you're going to tell us why you're cheerleading for Brisbane, but why they're going to win. Stay with us with Flash and Ace this morning, coming to you live from Harrison Agents here on a beautiful Saturday morning in Hobart. This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. Big fly, bird, good. Can he roll it through? He can. Come off the moment, come off the champion. Oh, yes, Bruce. Oh, we miss him. Jeez, we do. We miss him a lot. It'd be good to roll him out today. Oh, mate. Of course it would be. Dennis and Bruce, what an incredible uh, what incredible team they were. And Look, yeah, all due respect to the, the good folks calling the game today, um, you can't replace Bruce. No. You just can't. It is... It is what it is. It's time for our AFL preview. Thanks to Nubco, your trade and industrial supply specialist, David Lithgow, and former Brisbane Lion, Aaron Cornelius here. He's dressed up in his kit. I sort of had to get a bit of my stuff in there with a famous Swans moment. Adam Goods, of course, kicking that famous guy after doing his knee, beating the mighty Hawks, who took it personally and then went on win the next three flags after that. Of course, this is interesting. I read um, yesterday, this is from Chris Fagan. Chris There's no doubt we come into the game as the underdogs, and that's okay in some ways. Um, it's easy to be the favourites. Everyone wants to be the underdog, don't they? 
I think they Come are. I think, he's, I think he's deflected that off the pads there. Of course very, he has. Very well. But uh, you mentioned it. his brother earlier. Um, Grant. The Fagans, they just know how to win flags, don't they? Yes. They, they're, very, uh, they're very good at it. But, uh, yeah, look, we've dissected the game a fair bit today, Flash, and gone back and forth. But... Uh, yeah, we've, it's, uh, it's it's I'm excited, mate. It's just going to be a, that's what I said before. I just hope it's a great game of footy, nice and closely contested, and um, yeah, we'll be able to, we'll be able to uh, look back on this, and I'm sure there'll be some big moments and some commentary. All right, well let's just let's just go through the teams, and I just want to and I want to break it down in section sections. So, look, this is not necessary how they're going to line up. In fact, they've named Billy Frampton centre half back. He won't be starting centre half back. There's zero chance of that, but. I want to talk about the big players defensively for Collingwood. Um, Darcy Moore, Jeremy Howe, Braden Maynard, of course, and Isaac Quainer, who's been absolutely sensational. I've loved what he's done. What has impressed you the most about their stability? Because they are awfully hard to score on. Yeah, it's their pressure up the field. And, and as I mentioned before, the one-on-one defence is sort of slowly starting out. I think Quain has got some great one-on-one defending ability, but it's a system defence and, and allows more than these players to peel off. I think Jeremy Howe, we saw start his career in front of the ball and would take hanger after hanger, but I think he's taken some better marks behind the ball with yes. like having the game in front of him. And as you mentioned, they're hard to... They're hard to um, Hard to score against because of their midfield ability to run both ways, put pressure on the ball, and allow their defenders to do their job. So, yeah, so we, the the Darcy Moore matchup, does he go to Joe Danaher? And I've talked about the Collingwood defensive line, but I want to then sort of flip that with the with the, the forward line of the lines. And we know the speed of Cameron, you just don't want to let him turn you, do you, and get him behind. And Rainer's been exquisite. Zach Barley off a half forward, he's a star. And, the, and then the big guys in Hipwood and Danaher... It, to me, this is this is the key to the game. It is the defensive back six of Collingwood and the attacking forward line of, of Brisbane. Is that fair? That is fair. It is definitely fair. I said we saw Brian Lake win a Norm Smith a few years ago and he was playing down back and had an exceptional game that day. But look, you, you mentioned Hipwood and Danaher and their ability to, to get off the chain and who you know who takes these matchups. For Collingwood, but I think we saw Rayner last week at 190, sorry, 186 centimetres, yes. plays above himself. He, he takes a lot of nice marks, and, and I see him a more likely type to take the pack marks than, than the other two. So there's another matchup that Collingwood will have to, to worry about. But we heard Rocket earlier speak about it, and their ability in the midfield to run both ways and put pressure on the ball is what allows them. So yes, Brisbane have got some serious firepower, and, and if Collingwood don't um, have that defensive mindset within the midfield, then these players are the ones that are going to get off the chain. And it's uh, as I say, look, it could, it could it could be a shooter. I just don't think so. I think that um, I think it's going to be a nicely close contested game, and, and we'll have us on the edge of our seats. What about the rocky duel, Big Oscar, Oscar McInerney, and, and Mason Cox? I mean, I, Oscar's been in ridiculously good form, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. Look, Mason Cox is still. I'm still not 100 percent sure. He's just a, a just a flat out. Traditional Ruckman, but yeah, Big Oscar's had a great final series, and, and last time Cox was in the grand final, I think McGovern pulled his pants down, so I'm sure he'll want to uh, he'll want to have definitely put a better foot forward today, but I've just got Oscar in that one there, and look, it's it's only a part of it. Um, 
I've got some inside information into Collingwood and how they go about it. And I'm lucky to know that they, you know, they like to read the opposition ruck or they like to react to that. They don't have to be the ones that just get the tap. I think it's one out of maybe eight, nine times where the ruckman gets up, taps it straight to your midfielder, and you can fly out of there. So they've got the great ability to get that ground level pressure and win the second and third stoppage or get the second and third play outside of that. But uh, what are your thoughts on Cox's comments around everyone should get a medal? Flash, he, he's taken the NBA. I mean, you. We, yeah, you, we could be playing it. together. You I get traded to the Perth Wildcats, and we we'll still send you one in the post. What are your thoughts? Um, no, yeah, but we don't have the mid-season trade, so it's a slightly different scenario. Is it like if slightly the Lakers, what for example, won last year? Russell Westbrook took off, or Pat Bev, they were going to get a medal. Um, no, I don't mind it. I mean, people, people that I talk to get precious about this and hate it, and say, you know, you're you're not getting one if your team. I, I think everyone at least should get one. I, I don't have an issue with it. I, I mean, if you contributed. Through the year, if you definitely played a game, I think so. You know, but you've obviously where do you draw the line? Um, if you're on the list and you contributed, you have a medal. Does it matter? What? But look, I, a lot of people I've approached this conversation many times, and people get a bit funny about it. They do. They do. What about the defence? The defence of the lines. What are your thoughts around? Well, I just think. I mean, I just you know, I marvel at everything I see about Harris Andrews. I just thought that last. I mean, I want to, we need to talk about Coleman as well. I mean, he's been a revelation, hasn't he, off that, off that halfback flank. But Harris Andrews, to me, um, is an absolute rock. They don't win against Carlton without him last week because he was just, he was just on the when they were seed, they were just coming. The Blues in that first 25 minutes, he just held them up. You definitely see that the Lions have grown after their finals campaign yes. in the past because I think if that had been a year or two years ago, I think the Lions would have turned, up, turned over and Colt would have had them. The moment would have got to them. And they, but they believed in their system. Harris Andrews stood up, as you mentioned. Kitty Coleman's taken over the left foot. Um, left foot bullets from Daniel Rich and his wow. ability to see the game last week and actually break the game open. And the other one that, that sort of slipped under the radar is I, I believe that Zorko had 310 metres gained in that second quarter. Wow. Um, he got them going as well in that second quarter to help them get back. But the, the belief that they had, they stayed calm under pressure and they just chipped away at it. And I'm sure uh, I'm sure Fagan would have went off his rocker at, at quarter time. What are your thoughts? Well, he, he was, and he's, it was interesting, his first point of call was he talked about Dunkley which has been such a a huge in hasn't it for him and look that you know I talked about I, I, I do think that the Brisbane forward line against the Collingwood defensive zone will be such a key indicator but the Brisbane lines mids in McCluggage, Dunkley, Zorko obviously Lockie Newell fresh off his brown low which not sure where he won that but anyway that's another he's a great player I'm not going to take that away from him Jared Berry of course and then and then the Collingwood mids of Penderbury, you know, is it and side bottom? Have they got a big final left in them? You know, and the Dacos boys, Crisp, etc. Well, Tom, Tom Mitchell, and, you know. massive recruit, Tom Mitchell. Yeah, fantastic Brown recruit. Medalist, no Absolutely. One forgets about that. What about the weather flash? You alluded to it a little bit earlier. I, well, you tell believer. me. I mean, you're, you, you lived up there for six years. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, look, I'm not a believer. I don't think it'll doesn't make matter, a does it? massive difference. It's, it'll be hot today. You're going to be hydrated. The professional athletes. 
Uh, I think that the crowd, the lack of sleep, the build-up, you know, that you got... I'm sure that uh, you got all these people... I mean, it's, I've never played in a final, but um, you get a lot of contact from people that yes. uh, you don't hear from about tickets and bits and pieces, I'm sure, and it's a, it's a busy week in that way. So it's whoever handles that the most, and I'm sure we'll see some fatigue throughout the day, but as we mentioned, the game does slow down a bit early. It's very contested, and uh, and then we'll see. But I don't think the weather will be a factor. The umpires today, Matt Stevick, Hayden Gavine, and Simon Meredith. Interesting that uh, Nick Foote was close. Extremely close. He, he umpired a prelim last he week. He did. Great to him. That's another Tasmanian connection, and he's done a great job. Lucky to have a conversation. I, I called him about a couple of uh, umpiring calls earlier in the year, and he's very knowledgeable, but I, I reckon if he, he's not far away. Footy, I, no. I talked to one of his best mates yesterday. I had a conversation with him, and um, they found two minor errors from last week. And that was probably just enough. It's a, it was, it's a such a fine line because you get to that prelim game and it's it's cutthroat, you know. It is. It is cutthroat. Look, we, it, I mean, I, I talk about this a fair bit. The amount of commentary around the game now and and, and people trying to outdo one another in what they say and what yes. they do. It's the game scrutinised to the nth degree. It is. You know, there's no other game today. It's the number one game. So if there is any umpiring decision that goes either way, and yes. we've seen the we've seen the AFL. I, I thought that was really interesting by the AFL to come out and, you know, admit that these there were some mistakes. And you know, in the past, the umpire makes the call. That's the call, Flash. But that's now right. it's dissected to the nth degree. A lot of pressure on the umpires today. I wonder what the Collingwood fans would have said if it wasn't if role reversal when Toby Green had his head knocked off by. Nick or Josh Dacos, it might have been Nick. Um, I wonder what they would have said. Look, you know what you get reminded of here? There's so much luck involved. There is an enormous amount of luck. You know, people talk about you make your own luck. Yeah, pigs, you know what? The the bounce of our funny ball that we have and, you know, you need uh, everything to go the way. It's going to be a super game, the Lions and the Pies. We'll come back after the break and finish the show. It's been great to have you with us, Ace. And you can, um, in your proud 2013 Lions Premiership jumper, we're here for Nubco celebrating 40 years. Check out their exclusive 40 deals catalogue in store from 2nd of October. Aaron Cornelius and David Lithgow will come back and wrap up the show shortly. This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves. Magnificent. You know, there's been a few that have had a watch on Kiss Plane today, and I, I think they're deluded, mate. I, I, I've just... They will be all time today. They oh. will reflect on them, because don't worry, mate. Paul Stanley can absolutely still sing, and that's the key. 100%. I, I, I'm not sure how the people can even <laughs> knock this flash. I'll be getting there that early. Oh, it's exciting, isn't it, mate? Uh, final word from you, please, before we wrap up the show. Brisbane, by how much? Oh, as I said, Brisbane by 17, humour cluggage for uh, Norm Smith for me, but I, I, I played a bit of footy with Jack Crisp, so I might, have, I might just have that one. A save on him, mate. A save, yeah, but uh, as I said before, if, if Collingwood are going to win, they've got to kick over 80 points, and, and big mind check, they have to kick plus three. Brisbane by 37. Yep. And humour cluggage, Norm, Norm Smith to me. I think the Lions are going to get their first flag in 20 years. It's going to be awesome. Thanks for coming in, mate. Well done. Thanks very much for having me. Have a great day. You've been with David Lithgow. 
and Aaron Corning. Listen, we wish our mate Brett Jeeves well. He's recovering from COVID. Go the Lions. Have a great day.